Koinonia Christian Fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. This is Koinonia. This is community. I'm Tom Brown, and your host today is Billy Thrall. Well, welcome to another week's edition of Koinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. Today, I am your host, and I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. That's the current hat. Uh, today's going to be a blast because we have, again, cool people, and cool people make it fun in here. Uh, again, to just tell you what, Koinonia, this is the heartbeat of this radio station, but also Tom Brown, the host of The Host, uh, really wanting the community to talk to itself. So as you're listening, you're part of what we're doing. And also my motivation from the Movement Day perspective is highlight what God's doing, how God's moving in different churches, individuals, families, our own community to build what we're calling uh, Movement Day Arizona, but really it's about what God's already doing here among us. So uh, today on the show, a couple of friends, and I'm going to have them share with you a little bit of their story, which we're going to come back to over and over and over. But to get us rolling, introduce yourselves to me. I know you're Jad and Jamie, but who are you? Where'd you come from? What do you guys do? All right. Go ahead, love. Uh, I'm Jamie Levi, and I am actually originally from the Chicagoland area, just Indiana, northwest Indiana, but right outside Chicago. I grew up there and uh, ended up going to college in Illinois. And Where'd you go? To Olivet Nazarene University. All right. And then ended up out here in Arizona where I was teaching for a long time and eventually was called into ministry and began pastoring and, and working in that area and um, was on staff at a church for a long time in Glendale and moved around to another one in Peoria and then uh, ended up in seminary at Fuller Theological Seminary. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. <laughs> and that's where I ended up meeting Jad and now we are working to plant a church in downtown Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm Jad, and um, I'm Jamie's other half, and uh, not her, definitely not her better half, that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I also, uh, so we're, we're uh, co-planting a church in downtown Phoenix, and I also serve as a, a church networks director for Alpha USA uh, in my other life, so kind of wearing uh, two different hats. I'm originally from North Dakota, this tiny little town in the middle of rural North Dakota. I think there are more, there are definitely more livestock than people, right? It's <laughs> yes. one of those places. I took Jamie there. She couldn't believe that this was actually my hometown. She it was like know. a movie, <laughs> like something you see in a movie. A, a scene with cows. Yes. <laughs> or something scary, yeah. right? <laughs> Do not pick up hitchhikers here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I lived here in Phoenix for about, uh, I think we're going on 21 years now. 21 years, uh, wow. which is just amazing. What brought so, you to Phoenix, Chad? Uh, unholy ambitions, mm. very unholy ambitions. I was actually following the Grateful Dead. Uh, I was definitely <laughs> wow. not a Christian. <laughs> I was not a Christian and uh, ended up coming to Phoenix. It was either, uh, I, I'd come off of a spring tour and it was either uh, Arizona, California, or Florida. I definitely wanted to leave North Dakota and I uh, ended up in Phoenix. I'd been here for uh, some concerts in 1994. And so that's how the Lord got me here. Wow. But I was I was definitely not a Christian. I couldn't see your church from where I was. <laughs> your church was the Grateful Dead. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Well, we're uh, so glad you're here. And I'm looking forward to this hour, hearing a lot more about your stories, actually, because you just teased us. You have, a, there's a depth to you guys that I really love and appreciate. And it's what motivates you. Uh, we're going to hear more about what Alpha is, but it's just a platform 
mm-hmm. uh, where God's doing amazing stuff. And then I want you guys to talk about why in the world a church plant? Like who would think that was a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I'm your host today. I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona, hoping to use that platform to gather leaders together to strategically address issues in our community. I'm here with the Levi's. They're married. They're in ministry. They got kids. They got life. They got a lot going on, and they have hearts of gold for Jesus. So after we take this break, we're going to hear a little bit more from them about what they're doing, what God's up to. Be right back. definition of koinonia is an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is koinonia. This is community. I am Tom Brown. Shonda Pierce, Happily Laughter After Tour is just two weeks away. You need to get your tickets for a girls' night out or guys for a date night, whatever. Special guest Karen Williams joins Shonda at Highlands Church October 13th. Get your tickets at faithtalk1360.com. Faithtalk1360. And now more Quinania with Billy Thrall. Too bad we didn't have the dead, the deadhead queued up there for our entries. Uh, if you weren't listening to that intro segment, I'm here with Jad and Jamie Levi and uh, pre-Christ. <laughs> Jad got out here because he was following the Grateful Dead. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, this is Faith Talk 1360. This show is Koinonia. Thanks to Tom Brown for letting me host. I'm Billy Thrall, currently coordinating efforts around Movement Day Arizona. And we are here with some sweet servants of Jesus. And what could be better? We prayed before we went on the air to just say, hoping that what we say is encouraging to you, the listener, and maybe stir some questions or some thoughts. We'd love for you to follow up with us about that. Um, so a little more of your story because then we're going to set the context of what you're doing. Uh, Jamie, t- tell me a little bit more. You, you're going to hit the, the, the highlights. Faith journey, uh, Christian family, no. Where'd that all fit? How'd you end up here doing what you're doing? You, you hit the highlight. Why ministry? Mm-hmm. Um, of all the other options, right? Yeah. So a little <laughs> bit more of, of how you got here and why you do what you do. So I grew up in a Christian home uh, in Indiana, just as I said, outside Chicago. And um, was, you know, just a part of the church in every single way. In fact, I often say I lived at the church because the backyard of our house was uh, aligned to the parking lot. So it was about a 30-second walk from the back door of our house to the church doors. So we literally were always there. And my mom would look out the uh, kitchen window and see my brothers climbing the steeple, you know, during the day. (laughs) So that's how close we were. She'd have to yell at them to get down. Uh, So we were were just a part of the church that was very much a part of our identity. Uh, But as I grew up, I started to become very discontent in uh, what faith looked like. I guess around me, uh, in in friends that I thought were supposed to be uh, Christians who were supposed to be following Jesus, and I just and and even in my church environment, and uh, even sometimes in my home, I just didn't always see things matching up with what I felt like uh, 
God was and who Jesus was supposed to be in our lives, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I, I really just kind of became disillusioned with a lot of the church and faith and all of that. And I never really stopped following Jesus, but I definitely went through a time where I I just needed to press some boundaries, kind of, uh, to be able to see where God was and how I could experience him for myself. And so that actually started happening in high school through college, even while I attended Olivet Nazarene University, which was a Christian university. Uh, but I very much pushed back on a lot of stuff when I was there, didn't kind of fall in line with the typical student at the time. Uh, really just kind of was going my own way, always knowing God was there, but trying to figure out what did it really look like to have an authentic relationship with God and uh, through Jesus. And so that kind of took me a while to work through and experienced a lot of different things in that. Uh, Definitely spent some time, like I said, just out on my own, experimenting, uh, pressing boundaries. And in that really coming to realize that uh, God was with me and there, even though I um, maybe wasn't always walking as I should. And so there was just a time when I, I had come to this breaking point, though, where I really felt like I needed to make some choices. And um, I had kind of been wandering and searching and uh, finally just felt like I need to figure out what I'm doing here and what what do I really believe and where am I at in all this? And um, a lot of that was lining up to also geographic location where I was living. And um, I I was living in the, the Chicagoland area and I was a uh, school teacher. I was elementary teacher and uh, just trying to figure that out. And, and you know, I, I thought, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. I feel like I need to be somewhere else where I can really continue this exploration free from a lot of the baggage of what I grew up with just in that area. And so I ended up moving out here to Phoenix to teach. And uh, really, I, I started teaching over in um, the Cartwright School District, which is Maryvale, mm-hmm. and really just felt like that was my mission field in a sense. Like I was called to work with these children and to minister to them um, in any way that I could. And through that process, I met some women who were on staff there at the school who just began to pour into me and speak life into me and, you know, almost prophetically say what they saw for my future. And I thought, that is not me. You don't know, you don't know me very well. And they just kept speaking things over me just about the plans God had for me and what God wanted to do with my life. And uh, during that time, I was actually going uh, to ASU to get my master's degree in curriculum and instruction. And so I was, I was finishing that up and I, I had one night, I was just kind of going through a difficult time and I had this moment in time where I just found myself in my apartment, just laid out on the floor crying and saying, okay, God, I don't know what to do anymore. I know there's something going on here, but I don't know what, what do you want from me? And uh, as I lay there, uh, you know, in tears crying, um, I got up and opened my Bible, like, which they always, of course, tell you not to do, to just open and find a scripture and that's it and it apply it, right? Too, by the way. <laughs> but I did that. I opened my Bible and it fell open to Revelation uh, chapter three. And I remember seeing the words, mm. um, 
to not be lukewarm, you know, be hot or cold and, but don't be lukewarm. And I thought, okay, God, I get it. I get it. You're telling me that I I have to be all in for you a hundred percent, no question. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And so from that time on, I kind of started moving forward and um, just really hardcore pursuing the Lord. And what do you have for me? And what do you want me to do as part of your kingdom work here on earth? And uh, it was a couple years after that. So it was about a two-year process of just really pressing into that uh, when the Lord gave me a vision and and called me to preach. And uh, I found myself again kind of laid out on the floor <laughs> one morning or one evening, excuse me, and just felt like um, God was just making it very clear that I, I'm calling you uh, to preach. I want to use your voice uh, to speak to the brokenhearted, basically Isaiah 61, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, uh, to to proclaim the year of favor for the Lord's people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's been since that time that I've been pursuing ministry and uh, filling roles in different ways at churches, but always, always having a heart for the broken uh, for those that are not only far from God, but are um, that are under resourced and and have had experiences in life situations where they don't even know that there is more, mm-hmm. and so uh, that led me to uh, for a year and a half I preached in the prison. I worked with alongside ministries uh, for a while, going in and preaching with the prison uh, there, and I just you know I just that's that's really where my heart is is to minister to the lost and to be a source of hope and uh, an encouragement to people in their journey, no matter where they're at, but but especially a heart for the broken. That's, that's kind of where I'm at, which has led us to where we are today. That is awesome. Gosh, that was awesome. Uh, you just heard from Jamie Levi, pastor, teacher, leader, wife, mom, uh, probably other things. Uh, <laughs> I'm Billy Thrall. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. And uh, your husband's sitting here. I know he's part of Alpha as well, but I think we'll get to him after the break. Is that all right, man? Because I want to drill a little bit more into this. Totally good. Um, Jamie, I I just appreciate uh, your your vulnerability, even in this time, but also your vulnerability before the Lord at seasons of your life. I think lots of us get to these breaking points and are afraid to get on the floor before God, would rather do anything but listen to him. (laughs) So thank you for listening. (laughs) And then also a little boldness about, uh, I don't know if you come from the context where there's a lot of female preachers, uh, but that you heard from the Lord. I am to preach the gospel, uh, and I'm going to do it who I am with my story. So I'd like to just tease that a little bit. How, how has that been for you? I, I, we both love Fuller, and it's great yes. where that Fuller gives you that platform. But pre that, what was going on inside you that you felt, Lord, are you really calling me to preaching when I'm a school teacher, right? How, that What was going on inside your heart to hear that call? Yeah, uh, several things. One, being that I was a school teacher and I just months before that finished up my master's degree in education, I thought, really, Lord, yeah. <laughs> your timing wasn't so great on that. You could have saved me a lot of time, <laughs> energy, you know, money, all of that. Um, but you know what? From the very beginning, I just felt like I don't know why my you know, teaching background, why I've walked into that, but I know that God's going to use that. And it will always, the things that I learned in that will always be part of how I'm able to approach people and minister to people, whatever capacity that might be. 
but when I first when I first really saw this vision for what God was calling me into, I actually didn't didn't really necessarily immediately attach that to being a pastor. Uh, I just thought, okay, God wants to use my voice and I feel like he's gifted me to teach and to preach. And so I'll, I'll do that some way, but I don't know what that will look like. And um, that's when I kind of started doing all kinds of different things. I worked with youth. I um, did the prison ministry and other things. And just over the course of time felt like that God was leading me into uh, pastoring um, but having a Nazarene background, being from the Church of the Nazarene, where women uh, were just a very vital part of the beginning of the church, and they have ordained women since the beginning, the very beginning, 1906, uh, there's a precedent for that. And even though I didn't experience a lot of female pastors growing up, I never really had a lot of access to them. I just never really felt uh, that that was a barrier to me. I just always felt like if this is what God is calling me to, then I'm going to walk in it. Mm -hmm. And my confidence really came from that and from the vision that God gave me. I was so, I was so moved and, uh, so empowered by it that I knew that there was nothing that anybody was going to do to stop what God was calling me to do. Thank you. We're going to hang out with you guys for the rest of this hour, but thank you so much for listening to the Lord and sharing that with us. We are here with Jad and Jamie Levi here on Koinonia Faith Talk 1360. I'm Billy Thrall, currently working with Movement Day Arizona. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, Jad, you're going to be on uh, kind of your story and what God's given you to do right now. But Jamie, thank you. And I'm so thank glad you. you're here today. Looking forward to hearing a little bit more about your church plant, the heart around that. You are listening to Faith Talk 1360 Koinonia, and we'll be right back after a short break. Thank you. Every afternoon at 2 p.m., it is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I am Tom Brown. If you'd ever like to comment or uh, make some suggestions or find out anything about the radio station, you can always email me, Tom, at faithtalk1360.com. That is Tom at faithtalk1360.com. And now back to more Koinonia, the radio program. Here's Billy Thrall. Hey, uh, we are... I'm loving this. That's so fun, Jamie. Thank you. We are back here on Koinonia 1360 KPXQ. I'm Billy Thrall doing a thing called Movement Day Arizona these days, but it gives me permission to gather with friends, brothers and sisters in Christ and hear about how God's moving in their lives and what better way to hear what God's up to than through the work of his people. So fun. This is We're just getting teased here. So I'm with Jad and Jamie Levi. And uh, we heard a bunch from Jamie, her story, her passion, her heart. Hope we can hear more about that in a little bit. Jad, you have a story too, and a passion. And I've bounced around with you for the last few years in some different contexts. But who are you? What's your context? Uh, and let's hear about Alpha, because it's an amazing thing that's happening around our world. So, But who's, who's Jad Levi? Yeah, um, well, it's kind of funny, because we, we joke a lot, Jamie and I joke a lot, that, that I've lived so many different lives. So, like, who is Chad Levi? 
You know, it's kind of a... He's the man of many lives. <laughs> <laughs> many identities. <laughs> oh, this, this Grateful Dead thing. And, uh, you know, sometime in, at some point in my late 20s, I thought, you know what? I'd better get a job and, like, do something that's somewhat legitimate. Somehow I managed to really string that out. And uh, I had some buddies... Uh, who were working in the mortgage industry, and they were making a bunch of money. And I thought, hey, I could do this. And so I, I did. And uh, I got started and uh, went through this training program at this company. And so you went from being a deadhead to making money. Yeah, there's, there's Perfect. A- <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then and then making money legally, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I get this job working for this company. And my first month out of training, I was like their top salesperson, right? I didn't even have a clue what a mortgage was, and I certainly didn't have one, right? And uh, somehow I was just rocking it. And uh, within a few uh, within a few months, I was on pace to make over hundred grand a year. And then if, another year later, I started working as a mortgage broker, and I was on pace to make one hundred fifty. Right, I'm making money, and things looked really good. And uh, a few months, a few years later, I actually end up being a partner in a, in a firm. Right, so now I'm I'm really making some some good cash. And uh, my life looked like it was really rocking on the outside, like rocking like a Grateful Dead concert, <laughs> rocking right. And uh, but my life on the inside was just a mess. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was hollow. And uh, I was uh, I'd actually I'd gotten married along the way. I was married to somebody that I'm not married to now, and uh, had a little girl. And uh, right around 2008, when the mortgage, uh, uh, the really the whole uh, economic crisis hit, yeah. and hit pretty hard. Uh, one of my business partners, I had a couple of business partners, and one of my business partners uh, was wrapped up in some <clears throat> outside business ventures um, that, that were pretty taxing and straining. Um, and his name was Dan, and uh, Dan ended up taking his own life. Mm. And uh, was really a hard time, but I was so dysfunctional, honestly, and so wrapped up in kind of maintaining um, my lifestyle and just trying to, trying to be successful in what I thought success was in the world that I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I didn't really even stop to mourn my friend's death. Um, mm. I became very bitter um, about the pain that it was causing me and the stress that it was causing me. And a couple more years went by and I'd somehow managed to string this whole thing along and uh, was living in North Scottsdale and a uh, company was out in Mesa. And uh, my life still, it, it looked good on the outside, right? I had a Land Rover, I got a, a BMW in the garage and you know, jewelry and you know, life looked, it looked good. It looked like a pretty package on the outside. Um, but as, as this went on, I went from making hundreds of thousand dollars a year to nothing. And um, as that happened, um, all the cracks in the foundation of, uh, of my first marriage just began to, they, the cracks became fissures. And there was really not a, mm-hmm. it wasn't built on a firm foundation. And um, <clears throat> by about uh, early 2010, um, by about early 2010, I just, uh, I, I was, I'd run out of money. Um, uh, my houses were all going into foreclosure, right? And I uh, probably have some listeners here who could relate to that. And uh, uh, that marriage was, was done, and I knew it. And uh, there was nothing I could do to fix it. And I honestly, I had never been in a position where I couldn't will myself through something or put my mind to it. If I believed it, I could somehow achieve it, and I just couldn't do it. And um, I, I ended up in the uh, middle of the sleepless night. Um, I got in my car to go for a drive, 
And uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning, I hadn't slept all night, I get in my car to go for a drive, and I'm driving through North Scottsdale, um, and I got the windows down, and uh, I stop at this gas station to get a pack of cigarettes, right? And I wasn't even a smoker at the time, right? I just thought that's what you did when you were really stressed out, right? So I go get a pack of cigarettes, and I'm smoking, driving uh, through North Scottsdale, uh, tears in my eyes. And um, I'd grown up a Christian, but I'd pretty much checked out of the church when I was about 16 because I, I couldn't ask questions. I'd ask questions, and I'd get fed dogma that uh, didn't match the loving and merciful God that was getting preached on Sunday. So it's like, this, this, is, this is a joke. What's this? I'm out, right? Um, but I don't know what happened in my car that night, but I, I started like praying, I guess. And I, I didn't really know what I was doing, um, but I, I, tears in my eyes, I just cried out to God. And I said, God, I can't do this on my own anymore. Uh, forgive me for thinking that I could. I just can't do it anymore. And um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't praying some prayer of repentance or anything. Um, I was just done. I couldn't do it on my own anymore. And uh, I remember going home that night and I pulled into my garage and uh, you know how when you push the open button on your garage, there's that light comes on, right? And uh, so I, I, st I still remember just feeling this like sense of uh, peace as I drove into my garage. And uh, I'm a fairly educated guy, so I thought, you know, you're just emotionally exhausted. You know, I didn't know what to make of that. Uh, but I went in my living room and I, I, I grabbed my Bible and I dusted off this thick layer of dust that was on it, right? I just thought that people had them as part of the furniture in their, in their homes, so I had one. Um, I thought maybe it'd get me some clients somewhere along the way or something, right? Um, they started reading in, uh, in Revelation, in, not Revelation, in Romans. I started reading in Romans. I didn't know where to start. And um, I felt like I should read this thing. So I started and um, started in Romans and I read to Revelation and it was really weird. And so I stopped. Mm -hmm. And then I went back and I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John and Acts. And uh, I was like, this is amazing. That was amazing. And uh, I'd never been able to read through this book before without getting lost in the details. And I, I don't know what was going on, but it was like I could suddenly, I could suddenly read it. I used to, I'd fall asleep or I'd get lost in the details, and I'd wonder if this guy begetting this guy is important to the rest of the story. You know, Do I need to know these names? Are they important really to the story? I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. But I remember reading this and um, just, feel, just seeing this loving and merciful God who's crazy about each and every one of his children, right? Each and every one of those that are created in, in his image. And uh, he's on this rescue mission, and he sent his son into the world uh, to redeem this entire creation back to himself. And he sent us his spirit, and I was experiencing that spirit. And I remember reading uh, Jesus uh, saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. And I'm like, oh my God, it's true, right? It's true. He's really real. This is real. And I could literally feel him making me new. I felt totally different, even though my whole world was just a mess, right? Uh, my 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 ex-wife was leaving, right? My business is going up in flames, everything. I'm out of money. And, uh, and somehow I felt brand new. I could not explain this except for uh, Jesus. There's no explanation. It's, oh my God, he's really real. And if he's really real, that changes everything. And... Uh, that's my story and how I kind of got here. Oh, thank you so much. Um, that's Jad Levi. He's currently with the Alpha Program USA for Arizona, sitting here with his wife, Jamie, the new wife. Yes. Uh, and yes. the amazing story again of God's redemption. Mm. Uh, this is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona hosting today. Uh, we said this earlier. Isn't it just beautiful that God redeems still, 
Yeah. You're not done. Mm-mm. You didn't like write the book, the book and go, that's the end of the story. Mm. Uh, nope. I'm going to keep on mm. redeeming and healing and sending these agents of redemption out on my behalf. And you guys are that. Uh, your stories are that, but also um, what you do is that. Talk a little bit about how you landed where you are now. Yeah. And I do think in the next segment, I want both of you to share about the current ministries you have more specifically how people can get involved, but how from that night, that experience, yeah. the reality of God for you six yeah. years ago, Yeah, how'd yeah. you get here? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, for anybody who's listening, um, who, uh, who's, who's kind of in the pit, right? Um, I, I immediately after becoming a Christian, I was still in the pit. Uh, my first two years of being a Christian um, were ugly and hard. They were so hard. I literally lost everything. And um, it was anything but the prosperity gospel for me. And um, maybe for some people they received that, but I did not receive that. And so uh, the first two years uh, that I was a Christian were just, it was, it was tough. God stripped away all the stuff that wasn't useful, um, all the pride, all that stuff. Um, uh, so it was not it was not a pretty uh, ride for the first two years. And then began this beautiful story of redemption. Uh, but specifically, um, within about a month of becoming a Christian, within a month of becoming a Christian, um, I had an experience with the Holy Spirit uh, while I was out for a run one morning. And I heard the Lord say something straight to my heart that I couldn't believe. I had never heard anything like this before. And I heard him say, Jed, how is this my body if the hand isn't connected to the wrist, isn't connected to the arm, isn't connected to the elbow? And uh, I had never experienced anything like this. And it really freaked me out, honestly, because um, here I was. I'd just become a Christian. I felt brand new, right? And now I'm hearing voices speaking in my heart. What is going on? <laughs> so I went to talk to this pastor, this little church that I ducked into in Northeast Scottsdale. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? I want some answers, yeah. right? And he gives me this phone number to this guy. And um, I get this phone number and I take it home. He says, I think you should contact him. And I went home and I contacted him and said, hey, I don't know why, but I think I'm supposed to meet you. <laughs> would you would you grab a coffee with me or something? And he says, sure, that sounds good. And uh, a few days later, I'm meeting him at this uh, Paradise Bakery in Scottsdale on 91st and like Pima. And uh, I walk in and he's the most unimpressive person that I've ever met before in my life, right? Um, he's this guy in his, in his, uh, his mid-70s at the time. And uh, by the end of that conversation, he'd invited me to this alpha thing that was happening in Chicago, which is just crazy, right? I didn't even know what alpha was, but I couldn't think of a reason to say no. We're going to take a break. I want to hear the rest of this story. Um, I love how a month in, (laughs) God's already calling you to a great new adventure. So uh, we're going to take a little break. I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona hosting today's show on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ with Jad and Jamie Levi, amazing stories of God's redemption. And then in the next segment, specifics about these cool, cool ministries that they get to be a part of right now. And a few Alpha stories because Alpha is rocking it around the world. God is really using that. So we're going to take a little break, come back and have our last segment in just a couple minutes. Shonda Pierce, the queen of clean comedy, is coming with the Happily Laughter After Tour with special guest Karen Williams. It's just two weeks away, Thursday, October 13th at Highlands Church. 
get more information, uh, group ticket rates and all of that, go to faithtalk1360.com, faithtalk1360.com, and click on the big banner ad there. It's pink. It's easy to see. Shonda Pierce, Happily Laughter After Tour, coming October 13th. Now more Koinonia. Here's Billy Thrall. Another guitar lick. Hey, welcome back. We, uh, I wish we had way more time, but in this last segment, I want to drill into some really cool specifics. I'm getting to sit here right now with my friends Jad and Jamie Levi, fuller seminaryites like myself, uh, but who have been commissioned from, God, I just love it. I just feel that, that, that story that Jesus tells, uh, the parable, where there's this giant banquet, and it's amazing, and it's an incredible feast, and it's the best thing ever. And none of us would have been invited. <laughs> like we were not on that list. And so, but the A-list didn't show up. And so Jesus said, go get those guys. And we were way in the margins and way hiding under bushes. And Jesus rescued us. So, so fun to have you guys share your stories. Jad, I'll start with you coming off of what we just went into on the yeah. break. Yeah. Uh, Jad is with Alpha. Mm-hmm. So you meet this guy at Paradise yeah. Bakery. Yeah. You get handed a card. You're a month in. Yeah. You're hardly. You're kind of figuring out what this. I love that your pastor handed you off to someone. By the way, that was one of my favorite <laughs> parts of that story. Uh, this is amazing. Go meet with that guy. Uh, and so that's a wise pastor, right? And so, but what is Alpha? And and yeah. how did you get handed the reins? Yeah. You know, yeah. a month into this, and talk about what's going on yeah. for just a few minutes about what Alpha's doing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so from that conversation, I end up going to this Alpha thing in Chicago, and there are, there are thousands of people from all around the world, the U.S., who are involved with Alpha at this thing. There are people from North America. What's Alpha? Yeah, so Alpha is, um, Alpha is a 10-week course on the basics of the Christian faith that comes out of a church in downtown London, came out of this church around 20 years ago, and it's been being used as a way for people to explore the Christian faith to see if it's for them. And um, it's, it's an incredibly effective evangelization tool. It's a way for people to explore the Christian faith in a safe, no-pressure environment where they can uh, kick the tires, uh, they can ask whatever questions that they have, and uh, they can really explore like their faith and their own life questions. And it's all centered around questions. So it really meets them where they are in the midst of their questions. Uh, really honors and respects them as people. And it creates a space in the church, frankly, uh, that many churches don't have. It's kind of like the green grass in the front of the church for the people who aren't quite ready to step in the front door. Uh, Maybe they're ready to come onto the green grass to kind of check this out and maybe even poke the bear a little bit and see see what's going on with this thing. And it's amazing. There's just enough structure to an alpha course um, where, where there's structure to it, but there's plenty of space within that structure that the Holy Spirit just seems to move through, and we really trust the Holy Spirit to do all of the heavy lifting on Alpha. Uh, we're not trying to convince anybody of anything. Our tone and our voice and everything about the course is very gentle, and we just simply communicate the truths of the gospel, and then we allow people to really work with it and process it um, and, and really ex- uh, examine it. Even try to tear it apart. They're even free to differ with it, and we never correct anybody. We just allow them to explore this thing and see if it's for them. And it's through that process that the Holy Spirit really seems to move uh, in marked ways. And we just get out of the way. We trust that the Holy Spirit's at work, and we let see people say whatever they think, whatever they like. And uh, it's just amazing uh, being able to watch that process take place. So it sounds like such a great idea. Mm. But it's more than just that, actually. I mean, I think people could say, well, that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. 
what, what's happened in 20 years? I mean, I just think the numbers, let, talk about kind of a world impact yeah. and then Arizona impact. So, you know, like, wow, what a good yeah. idea. We'll have a thing at our church and that may seven people worldwide will be impacted. No, this thing, God is in the middle of this deal. Yeah, this thing jumped the walls of Holy Trinity Brompton about 25 <laughs> years ago. That's a great way to describe it. It has spread around the world, literally. So uh, Alpha is now being used in 169 countries. It's been translated into 112 different languages. Uh, we now have had over 29 million people uh, come as a guest on Alpha around the world. And that number is starting to grow in an exponential kind of way. And here in the U.S., as the U.S. is becoming more secular, I don't know if you've noticed that this is happening. I've noticed that. Um, just in the last few years, especially, a lot of uh, uh, very uh, uh, key churches, if you will, who you wouldn't have expected to use Alpha in the past, uh, all around the U.S., uh, have started using Alpha as a way uh, to reach people with the gospel. What's Arizona? Is- What's happening here? Yeah, in Arizona, this has been super, super fun. So uh, in Arizona, we're seeing a similar thing happen. We're seeing churches that we might not have expected to be using Alpha, to be picking it up as a way to reach young people specifically mm-hmm. with the gospel. Uh, we've seen uh, an amazing embrace of Alpha by the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, the Roman Catholic Diocese of Phoenix will have about 18 to two dozen churches, parishes running Alpha. And for those of you who aren't aware, uh, almost every Catholic parish is like a mega church. Mm. Uh, the average Catholic parish has 1,700 families, which equates to about three people. Um, and we have Alpha courses running in uh, Catholic churches with hundreds and hundreds of folks on it. And it's the same Alpha. It's the same Alpha that's being used at Hillsong, that's being used at, at Living Streams, that's being used in the Roman Catholic churches. It's all the same. And we're sharing who is Jesus and why did Jesus die and how can I have faith? Why and how do I pray? How do I read the Bible? Uh, It's really just been amazing Mm. to see. Um, And you can't make some of this stuff up. It's just so interesting. So we're now seeing uh, a break into the Hispanic churches. And so uh, we have some folks who are trying to help us share Alpha uh, with the Hispanic churches here in Phoenix. And just on Friday, we got invited to Rocky Point to share Alpha with 35 Hispanic churches, uh, which has just been in in Mexico, Mexico, which is just just so exciting. So um, it really seems to be a time and a season here in Phoenix and here in the U.S., the entire U.S., uh, where the culture is really prime uh, for this tool. And so in uh, the U.K., for example, Alpha is being used in almost 30 percent of churches. In Australia, it's over 25 percent. So all these countries that are further along in the secularization process, uh, this tool is just a wonderful way to be able to uh, uh, create a space where people can really explore uh, faith. And, uh, you know, I think Jesus is always relevant. Jesus is always so relevant, right? Mm. And he's been relevant to each one of us in just the most intimate and personal of ways. And we just try to create a space uh, through Alpha and always through the local church. Alpha doesn't exist for the sake of Alpha. Alpha is a gift from a church in London to the global church. Mm. Alpha is actually free. We're not selling anything. You can go on our website and actually access a course, access all the resources, download them all free of charge. Um, AlphaUSA.com? AlphaUSA.org. .org, okay. AlphaUSA.org, and uh, all the resources, they can be previewed there, um, and just just what a cool uh, uh, resource for the church to be able to uh, extend uh, to the community around it. That's Jad Levi. Thank you for leading Alpha, for listening to the Lord. Again, AlphaUSA.org is how you can find him and participate in what God's doing around that. I'm Billy Thrall here hosting Quinania on Faith Talk 1360. Jamie, I want to close this segment out coming back to you because you are called to plant a church. So of all these other things you've been doing, 
uh, now planting a church. Talk about the heart of that, where you're looking, why you're looking where you're looking, and sort of what, why you would feel uh, called to this. Yeah, so I, I originally uh, felt when I was leaving the, the church I was had been on staff for uh, at a, for quite a while in Glendale, I re- that's where I really um, sensed God saying, starting to speak to me to plant a church. Uh, but I didn't feel equipped or uh, resourced enough or any of those things at that time. I was in the middle of, I was going to seminary and just didn't, uh, and I was single and just didn't know how I would be able to accomplish that on my own. And then uh, I th- met Jad a few years later and we got married. And um, in that process, though, of our engagement, uh, and he could share this if we have time, but uh, the Lord gave him a vision about planting churches and we had never really talked about it. And so he brought that to me and said, this is what God showed me. And I said, oh my goodness, God said for me to plant a church a couple of years ago. And this is probably why he's telling you this now. And this is all makes sense for our life and what we're, what we're called to do and why we've been brought together is to to be on this mission together. And, and I, I, I think I can speak for both of us that we both just have uh, a passion to be missional and to really, um, really represent Jesus in the way that we have experienced Jesus in our own lives and that we read about Jesus in the Bible. And we want to really make disciples. We don't want to just have people uh, come to our church for the sake of numbers and feel good about ourselves and pat ourselves on the back. (laughs) And we really have a desire to meet people where they are because of both of our pasts. Uh, We have that desire to meet them where they are, to show them the real love of Jesus and to walk and journey with them uh, to that place where they can encounter Jesus for their own lives and experience the life transformation that is a part of that whole journey. And so that's what we're doing. And and we just have a desire to love people and to uh, really take the approach of, as we share um, together, just exegeting our culture. Uh, We really felt, both of us, like we were called to be in the downtown midtown area. Uh, We both like that kind of scene. We like the diversity. Um, We feel like the diversity represents what heaven will be like one day. (laughs) And so we just really feel passionate about that. And, you know, even as we're walking now, the Lord is showing us what does it, what it might look like for us to be a church that's um, just multi-ethnic, that's diverse socioeconomically, and just all those different things as we go forward, uh, we feel the Lord leading. But so much of it is because uh, those seeds were planted in us before to be missional, to go where people are, meet them, whether they're in the margins or um, in our neighborhood or wherever they might be, uh, to meet them and to minister to them where they're at and really be the, the tangible love of Jesus to them. Does your church have a name? Trinitas. Trinitas. Spell Trinitas. T R I N I T A S. And we got that name because when when we were really talking about getting started, uh, the whole idea was to uh, basically to model ourselves after the Trinity and the life giving relationships between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The mutual the mutual interdependence that they have. And that's the culture that we want to create with the people that we engage. And so we were there with the name Trinitas. <laughs> people find you at Trinitas.org? Uh, Trini- Go ahead. Trinitasphx.com. Trinitasphx.com. Yeah. Thank you so both, so, so much, both of you, uh, Jad and Jamie Levi. Wow. 
some there's a book in here there's a movie i mean who cares right but it's just your <laughs> stories are so powerful thank you for your calling uh, we got to take a little break we'll come back in a little bit for a closing thought but just want to say again jad you're with alpha usa jamie you're with trinitas phx.com uh, church planting in the urban core again to reach the marginalized unchurched part of our community thank you both uh, this is Faith Talk 1360, and this is Koinonia. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona, your host today. A little break, and when we come back, we'll close things off. Thank you. What a blast. Thank you both for being here. <clears throat> we with uh, Jad and Jamie Levi uh, with Alpha and a church plant called Trinitas Phoenix. Um, I'm Billy Thrall. I had the privilege of hosting today's show on Koinonia. Again, I just love it. You know, I sometimes wonder, God, what are you doing? And then when I listen to what God's doing in others, I go, oh, yeah, that's what you're doing. Because I sometimes get my myopic view of what God's up to. Uh, last yeah, just how could yeah. Alpha a little bit? We got Bear Grylls somehow is clued yeah. into this, so let's talk yeah. about that as we yeah. close up here. Yeah, so uh, Bear Grylls, the adventure guy on TV, he's got Running Wild with Bear Grylls or something wild with Bear Grylls. Um, Bear Grylls, the adventure guy, he actually came to faith on Alpha uh, at Holy Trinity Brompton in London. How convenient, right? And uh, so what he's doing for the next 16 months is he wants to give back. And so he's done this uh, entire uh, promotional campaign with us uh, as a way to help use his personality. He's actually the most popular personality amongst millennials around the world. He has over 2 billion viewers, which is just crazy, globally. And uh, how convenient for us. And so uh, we have Bear Grylls on, online. You can watch Bear's story at alphausa.org. I'd encourage uh, listeners to check that out, to watch Bear's story. And uh, also we have some billboards up around Phoenix. So if you're driving around the Phoenix Metro today, look up at some of those billboards, but be careful while you're driving, please. And you'll be able to see Bear Grylls image um, and, and directions to watch Bear's story on our website. So we're super excited about what this is. And we're really trying to help direct people to the churches, right? How can we direct more people to the church? Jad and Jamie Levi, thank you. Jamie, I'm going to have you close us in prayer and then I'll sign us off. Jesus, thank you so much for this time together this afternoon. Thank you for your love and your grace and your good gifts that you give to your kids. And so we're so grateful that we get to be the recipients of that. And we pray that uh, as recipients that we would continue to uh, draw closer to you so that we might know what it looks like to share your love and your grace and your gifts with others. We're so thankful, Lord, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you both for being here. Jad and Jamie Levi, the gift that you are to all of us, I appreciate that. This has been Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. God bless. <laughs>